Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by our lead pastor, Dave Ferguson, for Vision Sunday 2019. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. And also on Monday nights at 6.30 p.m. We hope to see you there. For God to do something big through you first, he wants to do something big in you. For God to do something big through you first, he wants to do something big in you. All right, one more time. Let me just say it one more time. For God to do something big through you first, he wants to do something big in you. Now, to make sure it sticks, I want you to turn to the person near you, right here at the outset, and you just tell them that. For God to do something big through you first, he wants to do something big in you. Go ahead and do that right now. I was in Manchester, England, speaking at a church planning conference back in November. And in between sessions, I was talking to a guy named Rick Thorpe, who's the bishop of church planning for the Church of England. And I've known Rick for a while, brilliant leader. And I was really eager to kind of catch up with him. And so I found him and I said, hey, how are things going in your part of the world? And he looks at me with a gleam in his eye and he says, Dave, good, really good. And I'm thinking to myself, how can it be good, really good? Because a lot of people know that, I mean, the Church of England... It's been in serious decline for, I mean, decade after decade after decade, and almost nobody in the UK is a practicing Christian. How could it be good, really good? And so I asked him, I said, what do you mean, good, really good? And he said, Dave, things are starting to change. And he went on and said, young people are coming back to church. He told me of a recent survey that discovered while only 6% of adults are practicing Christians, now more than 20% of teenagers are saying they are committed followers of Jesus. That's three times more of this current generation saying yes to Jesus than the previous one. And then he added, he said, and Dave, since I talked to you last, half of the diocese, half the diocese in the Church of England now have strategies for starting brand new churches. I I was shocked. And so I I asked him, so what's going on? How, How did that happen? And Rick's a guy like me. I mean, he loves the strategies and tactics of leadership but he didn't tell me about leadership strategies or even tactics. He just smiled and he told me this. It's prayer and fasting. It's prayer and fasting. I don't know how else to explain it, he said, except that we just started praying and fasting, and now God is doing something. And I'm going to be honest. I kind of wanted more specifics like the how. What did you do? Explain it to me. And Rick could tell I was kind of looking for a silver bullet, something I could do And then he just said, hey, Dave, I think it starts with God working in you. You need to start praying and fasting. And then your people need to start praying and fasting. And then you let God work. And in so many words, he was saying, for God to do something big through you, Dave, what I'm discovering, first, he wants to do something big inside you. And I'll tell you what, I've been thinking about that conversation ever since. It's almost like I can't shake it. And I just felt this overwhelming certainty that I was supposed to share this with you, every one of our people at all of our community locations, and challenge us as a church. And here's why. I am absolutely convinced that God, as sure as he birthed you, he wants to do big things through you. But I believe he also wants to do things, big things through us as a church, both you individually and us as a church. But what I'm realizing is that for God to do something big through us first, 
He wants to do something big inside of us. Now, because I believe God wants to do something big through you, I'm going to challenge you to let God do something big inside of you. When I wrap up this talk, I'm going to ask every one of you, every one of you at all of our locations, to join me for 21 days of praying and fasting starting tomorrow. For you to actually select something that you're going to abstain from, that you're going to do without, so you can replace it with prayer. Asking God, maybe like never before, to work in you and then through you. My hunch is you probably already, your, your mind's starting to spin. You know where you'd like to see God work in or through you in 2019. It might have something to do with your relationships, your most important relationships, or, or your family. It might have to do with work or something around finances. It might have to do with your emotional or physical well-being. It might be this brand new place you sense that God wants to take you spiritually. Or maybe that's something to do with where you serve or how you contribute to the mission. But I'm telling you, for God to do something big through you, first, he wants to do something big in you. Now, with that in mind, let me talk to you about how I believe God wants to work through us collectively as a church in the coming year and then after that. This past year, I got to write a book called Hero Maker, and it included some research on churches in the United States. Now, basically, every church across the U.S. can be put into one of five different levels. Here's the five levels. Level one churches are those churches that are in decline. They have actually less people uh, that are a part of the Jesus mission this year than last year. Then you have level two churches. Level two churches are those churches that are plateaued. You added some folks and you lost some folks, so about the same. About 80% of all churches in the U.S. are either level one or level two. 80% level one or level two, declining or plateauing. Then you have level three churches, those churches that are growing. Those churches that have more people saying yes to this and his mission this year than last year. And they're starting an upward tick. And about 16% of all churches in the U.S. are what we call growing churches, level three churches. Then you have these special two categories that I'm fascinated with. And it's called level four, first of all, which is a reproducing church. Now, reproducing churches, any church that's ever started a brand new site or planted a church. Only about 4% of all churches in the U.S. have ever started a brand new site or planted a brand new church. Then you have level five. Level five are multiplying churches. Those churches that are continually, not only on mission, but they're also multiplying the mission through brand new sites and brand new churches, both at a small level, maybe in small groups and through ministries, but also at a large level. Now, let me explain why this is so important to Community Christian Church and what I believe God wants to do actually through us. Now, to start, though, I think the best place to start is let me ask you a question, and I'm going to actually have you turn to someone near you, okay? And here's the question. What is our mission? What's our mission? Turn to someone near you real quick and just tell them, what is the mission of community right now? All right, now, hopefully... Somebody around you, if not all of you, said, helping people find their way back to God. That's our mission. Always has been, always will be. But what we're discovering is that those churches that are multiplying are helping far, far more people find their way back to God than any other kind of church. Why? Thank you for asking. Two reasons. Two reasons. First, we know that brand new churches on average will help four to five Four to five times as many people find their way back to God as a typical church. Did you catch that? A brand new church helps four to five times as many people find their way back to God as a typical church. Now, if that's true, 
and we know it is because it came from a study of 200,000 churches, then it only makes sense that a level five multiplying church is going to help far, far more people find their way back to God because it's constantly starting all these brand new churches. And furthermore, as I study the Bible and the mission of Jesus, I believe this kind of church is exactly the kind of church that Jesus envisioned in Acts 1.8. And remember what he said? He said, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I believe that's exactly what God wants to do through us. Now, let me share a story with you that'll explain kind of the clear connection between us being this level five multiplying church and our mission of helping people find their way back to God. Um, I got an email uh, earlier this year from Grace Copeland. Uh, This is Grace Copeland. The email she sent to me ended with, thank you so much for helping me find my way back to God. Now, Grace didn't grow up going to church, didn't grow up in a Christian home. The first time she ever came to church wasn't at Community Christian Church. It was at a New Thing Church, which is our church planning network. It's how we multiply churches. The church she came to was Life Point Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. And it was on a Sunday, very much like our show-up Sunday. Uh, Donnie, who's the pastor there, he challenged everybody to write down the names of five people they would pray for and then invite on this special day in the fall. Grace's aunt wrote down her name and then invited her. And on that Sunday, they started a brand new series, one that we actually created called Finding Your Way Back to God. And Grace came with her aunt. I mean, the series totally connected with, with, with with her mind, but also with her heart. She even bought a copy of the book so she could begin her search. She joined their student community. She got connected in a small group. And not long after that, Grace said yes to Jesus and was baptized. In almost no time, she started leading at LifePoint. She also got involved in Young Life at school. And currently, Grace is doing a year-long internship at the Dream Center, a church in New York City where she works with a marginalized and a financially challenged neighborhood. And at the same time, going to college and majoring in religious studies. And she just wrote to tell me her story and say thanks. Here's the point. If we don't start and multiply new churches like LifePoint, then maybe Grace never finds her way back to God. Do you see why it's so important for us to be this level five multiplying Acts 1-8 kind of church? Now, last year, we baptized more than 300 people at community. That's people finding their way back to God. And I, I love that. And I want us to do more of that in 2019. And I believe we will. But I don't want us just to settle for helping people find their way back to God here when we can help hundreds and even thousands more come to know Jesus by being a church that starts other churches. See, you may not know this, but to date, we've helped plant uh, or start 65 what I would call first-generation churches, churches that we've sent people to go start or we've sent resources out to go start that we've, uh, on our own, have started. I would love for us to put our sights on 200 brand-new church plants. Now, when you start counting the new churches that our new churches have started (laughs) and those that have joined arms with them, this is staggering. There are now more than 2,500 churches through New Thing that are part of kind of our family tree. And if you do the math, 2,500 churches, let's just imagine every church has about 100 people in it. That's, that's over a quarter million people. Or if they have 200, that's a half million people that we're impacting and helping find their way back to God every week. And see, I want, to, I want more of that. I think God wants more of that. All right, so here's the question. How do we do it? What will it require of us, of me, of you? 
And as I've studied and thought through this, for us to become a level five multiplying church, here's what it's going to take. It's going to mean us being a healthy, generous, and multiplying church. Those three things, healthy, generous, and multiplying. First, if we're going to do this, if we're going to multiply new, healthy churches, we have to be healthy ourselves. It's kind of like a woman who finds out she's expecting a child. First thing she does, she starts focusing on her own health, taking even better care of herself. No smoking, no drinking, watching what you eat. Why? Because you know your own health will determine the health of the baby. And we're talking about having lots of babies. And if we're going to multiply, we need to be a healthy church. And that starts with more and maturing 3C Christ followers. And the three C's of celebrate, connect, and contribute. That's how we describe a healthy, growing Christ follower. Now, what you need to know, this is why all of our locations, all of our locations have as a key objective for this year, growing more and maturing 3C Christ followers. Now, secondly, we need not only be healthy, we also need to be generous. When a young family starts to plan to have kids, they adjust their budget. In the same way, our church family now, we've adjusted our budget to multiply and help more people find their way back to God. Within each location's budget and our overall church budget, we have a multiplier fund where we give 10% to multiplying the mission. And that might go to start a brand new location, like we did last year in Downers Grove. Or it might go to help start a brand new church, like we did in the Hyde Park neighborhood in Chicago. Or it might be to help uh, start a community freedom church in a prison like we're going to do this coming year. Or it might be to help us start a church in Nicaragua with compassion or start a church in the Philippines with Frontline. Or maybe to help a leadership resident who is in training to plant a church. But in order for us to be a generous church, we need to be generous people who give generously to the mission. All right, now lastly, we have to be healthy. We have to be generous. We need to multiply ourselves. I've worked with hundreds and maybe thousands at this point of churches. Here's my observation. The churches that multiply new churches also multiply Christ followers. They multiply leaders. They multiply artists. Before they ever multiply big, they multiply small. Every one of our community locations has as a key objective for this year to develop more apprentice leaders and for each of our locations to have a leadership resident who's a church planter in training, who'll go plant a church. I mean, for us, multiplying is like in our DNA. It's who we are. From the beginning in Genesis, when God said, be fruitful and multiply to the early church in Acts, where it described them as the word of the Lord continued to grow and be multiplied. That's who we are called to be. Now, I think in order for us to become this healthy, generous, and multiplying church, we all, and I mean all of us, need to become healthy, generous, multiplying people. Every one of us has to make a commitment to that. And to encourage us in that direction, I decided to invite a few of community staff members to share a little bit more about that with us. It is good to be here in Aurora with you, Rodrigo, and welcome to Communities, our newest staff member, the community pastor here at our uh, Aurora location. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. My family is happy to be here at Community. So thank you so much. Well, we've been talking about what it means for us as a whole church to become a multiplying church. And one of the key components, we said, is for us to be a healthy church. And really for us to be a healthy church, we describe that as um, a church full of 3C Christ followers who are celebrating, connecting, and contributing. Now, how does that sound to you? That's actually really exciting. And the reason why it's exciting is because I believe that 3C gives us a clear roadmap of what it means to grow in our faith uh, with Jesus. You know, God calls us to get into a deeper relationship with Him. And when we get to engage into these activities of celebrating, like, 
you know, reading, reflecting on scripture, praying, fasting, getting together as a community of faith, I think we give God a, an opportunity for him to speak to us, to guide us, to transform us. Right, now that's about celebrate, but this isn't something we're meant to do all by ourselves, so then there's the second C of connecting. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think God ever intended for us to do our faith alone. And even like in, in the season of life where I am right now, this second C is so important. So I'm asking God to give me direction to the relationships that He wants me to invest in and to the people that are going to speak into my life. So I'm really uh, expectant for this second C. Well, you, you know, you got a few thousand people here listening, so maybe you can get a few dinner invitations out that, of this. That'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we got Celebrate, Connect, the third C is a C of Contribute. I love this uh, because God has given us so many things, you know, has given us talents, has given us uh, gifts, has given us treasures, and we can use those things to further the Jesus mission and also to help restore God's dream for this world. And obviously, who wouldn't want to be part of that? I love it. I love it. And I'll tell you, overall, we are really just thrilled to have you here in Aurora kind of leading the charge of us becoming a multiplying church, but specifically challenging the people there to take the next step in the three C's. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be here. There's no place I'd rather be. Eric, it's good to be with you here in Joliet. And I'm sure this is the first time we've been together here since you became uh, the new Community Freedom Pastor. It is, Dave. I'm excited to have you. Yeah. Well, I think we're in this cafe, and I think this cafe is only about 10 minutes from the Joliet Treatment Center, which is becoming a very, very important facility for us here at Community. Why don't you, why don't you tell everybody why? It is. No, Joliet Treatment Center, I'm very excited about this because this is going to give us an opportunity to launch the first community location inside of a prison. And we're looking forward to it because we're going to be have the opportunity to start Sunday morning services, but also weekly small group sessions. I love this, and, and I do think we may look back, and this might be one of the most important initiatives we've ever launched. And like with all our initiatives that we launch, I mean, it requires people being generous. Yeah, generosity is very important. Uh, sometimes we take that for granted, but in order for us to start this facility, this location in the facility, but also any of our community locations, it takes people being generous for us to be successful at any of those initiatives. And there are a lot of people, I mean, individuals and family who have made financial sacrifices of Jesus' mission to make these things possible. Right, absolutely. And as we start this new year, it's a good opportunity for all of us to kind of look in the mirror and say, what can I do better? Uh, how can I challenge myself financially and otherwise to give back and be more generous to help men like in the Joliet Treatment Center find their way back to God? That's a great challenge. And, and it's going to be an important one that we accept if we're going to become this level five multiplying church that we're all talking about. Thanks for being with me. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Sherry, it's good to be with you here at our Leadership Training Center. Mm -hmm. And this is the place where you and some others host our Lead Lab, yes. which kind of brings us to the third component of our vision of being a Level 5 church, which is multiplying. Yes. Thanks for having me, Dave. I am thrilled to be here and just passionate about what we're going to be talking about. Now, when we talk about multiplying, we're really not just talking about exclusively multiplying kind of big things like whole networks of churches or even brand new churches. It actually starts before that. Yeah, it actually starts with multiplying leaders. Um, as a leader, I am always asking myself, who am I apprenticing? Who am I investing in? And we encourage all our leaders to ask the same question. Who are they apprenticing? Who are they investing in and influencing? Yeah, because one of the things we've talked about a lot is that all of us are both influenced and we're also influencing That's others. True. That's true. Uh, regardless of where we find ourselves, what position uh, at work or at home, we're surrounded by people and within that circle we are influencing people. We're always encouraged to take our steps in faith and a question that we should all ask ourselves is who am I influencing also to do that? One of the things that I've really enjoyed over the years is I remember when you first came 
as an attender at one of our locations. Yeah. Actually found your way back to God. Yes. And then continue to grow in your leadership. So if you would just personally uh, talk about who you're influencing these days. Sure. Thanks for asking. The person that comes to mind is Kathy. Uh, I met Kathy well over a year ago at our after party following a service um, and then got to know her a little bit better in a small group that I led called Emotionally Healthy Relationships. Um, got to know that she uh, is passionate about helping people. And so I asked her to be my apprentice and we apprenticed through a small group season. And then this past fall, she actually led the Emotionally Healthy Relationships group. I'll tell you, I never get tired of those kind of stories, seeing people move through apprenticeship into leadership where they're influencing so many other people. Sure. And one of the things that's going to be really, really important in 2019 is that for all of us that are in leadership, might be a kid city leader, student community leader, adults leadership, or the arts, or whatever kind of leadership is for them, just like you described, to prayerfully select someone they're going to invest in and apprentice them into leadership. Yes. And of course, the other opportunity is what you're involved in, which is our Lead Lab. Yes. And I love the Lead Lab program. It's just a great way for a leader to really propel their leadership and influence forward. If anyone is interested in being part of that program, they can just talk to their community pastor. Yeah. And it's going to be so important in 2019 for all of us to continue to grow in our influence if we're going to become this multiplying church. That's true. We have some great, great people on our staff team. And... We also have a great future ahead of us in 2019. But for us to become this multiplying church, here's what it's going to require of me and also of you. First of all, each of us needs to be 3C Christ followers. And listen, this can no longer be the goal, but instead it has to become the norm. When we say yes to Jesus, we say yes to fully following Jesus with our whole lives. Now, if this is brand new to you, I want to invite you to sign up for our Explore Community course. We'll be offering that at all of our locations starting the first week in March, and it's specifically designed to introduce you to community and help you become a 3C Christ follower. It will also require of me and of you that we are generous. Being generous, it can't be this someday aspirational goal. It also has to become the norm. We have to become people who are generous in our community, generous in everyday life, generous with the church, generous with the mission of Jesus. Lastly, it requires of me and requires of you that we have to multiply our faith. If you're a leader here at community, might be in Kids City, might be in Student Community, might be adults, First Impressions, Arts, or Restore, what we need from you is we need for you to pray and ask someone to be your apprentice leader. Multiply your leadership in 2019. And for all of us, all of us, we're starting a brand new series next week called Explore God. It's going to be a great series. It's going to ask and answer some of the big questions of faith. And it's perfectly designed for you to invite your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, so we can multiply brand new Christ followers. All right, let me wrap this up. It was about 10 years ago when we sent about 20 people uh, from here in Chicago to Kansas City to help start Restore Community Church. It was one of our early church plants. This past spring, I got invited to be a part of their 10-year anniversary celebration. And I'm telling you, it was, it was so awesome to be there. Uh, they rented this downtown auditorium. And they packed the place there in Kansas City. Uh, the church has now grown to a 900, probably 1,000 people. Very impressive. But even more impressive, this church that we started helped plant 40 new churches in the last 10 years. 40 new churches. If we didn't multiply that one church in Kansas City, think about this. There are hundreds and thousands of people who would not have found their way back to God. I believe... God wants to do something big through us. But first, he wants to do something big in us. And it all starts tomorrow. 
Myself and the community staff are all beginning 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, you received a card when you came in, and it'll give you more information about how you can join us. We've each picked something we're going to abstain from, food or a particular kind of food like sweets or some other thing we find distracting like social media or TV. And we're going to fast from those things so it allows us space in our minds and our hearts for prayer and for more of God's presence. And here's what I'm asking each and every one of you, all of our locations, all of our people to do. Join me. Join us for the next 21 days. Why? For God to do something big through us first, he wants to do something big in us. For God to do something big through us first, he wants to do something big inside of us. Let me say it one more time. For God to do something big through us first, he wants to do something big in us. I'll tell you what, to wrap this up, you turn to someone near you, you tell them, for God to do something big through us first, he wants to do something big in us.